The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. And I'm Madeline Hewitt. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt, PharmD. Well, what we want to know is how is everybody doing? Here in Minneapolis, we've had quite a cold winter. Now here we are into February. But the great thing is that we have this amazingly beautiful sunshine almost every day. And that air, it just feels crisp. It feels clean. And each day is a little bit longer and longer and longer with more light. I can just feel it. Can can you guys, can you just feel it? We're kind Kind of moving towards spring. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and it's with we, these blue skies. Yeah, blue skies, a lot of sunshine, and yes, it's ripping cold out there, but we just know that after a month or two or so, we're going to be moving into spring. Now, for some people, this weather, or the, maybe the weather in your area, and right now, Britain is having their weather issues, so we can go ahead and send positive energy and thoughts their way, but the weather, in addition to lots of other issues, such as maybe the economy or your particular job situation, can get people very stressed. And something that I've discovered, I've discovered something very, very special here in Minneapolis, and it's called the salt caves. Has anybody heard of those before? And I've heard of them. Yeah, and there, it's here located on Nicollet Avenue and 48th Street. And I've since found out that these salt caves are located all over the country. And they really um, originated in other parts of the world, in fact, before they came over here to the U.S. So people can find them, them all over. And what it is, you go, what is a salt cave? It's, it's actually not like a real cave that's in a mountain or anything like that. It's a room, and this particular one in Minneapolis is actually kind of like this small strip mall. So you think, now, a salt cave in a strip (laughs) mall. It sounds a little (laughs) tiny bit funny, but really, it's just a room. And when you go into the room, it does look and feel like you are in a cave. It looks like that. But this room is filled with Himalayan salt. And the salt is on the ceilings and on the walls, and there are these um, kind of glowing orange salt lamps in there and there's ground salt all over the floor it's not really ground there's salt pebbles maybe like a half inch in diameter all over the floor and so when you walk in there you're really just walking right on all of the salt and you go in and sit there for about 45 minutes and you breathe the air and when I walked in, I tasted the salt right away. It's The salt is right in the air. And it wasn't anything negative at all. It was just kind of like, oh, there's salt on my lips. That's, like that's interesting. Yeah, kind of like at the ocean when you taste that salt on your lips. 
And the point of the salt caves is that you breathe in the salty air to help respiratory conditions. Things like asthma or bronchitis or even snoring and sleep apnea improves with doing this sort of salt therapy. And when you go into the room, you sit down in this really nice relaxing chair. And when I first went in there, I sat down and I, th- I thought I was going to sit there and read. And so I, t- I told the man, well, I'm going to bring my book in there. And he, and he said, oh, no, we're going to turn the lights down and you won't be able to see. <laughs> and it's really going to be good for you to relax in there. So I thought, oh, so I, I, I wasn't really too sure when I went in exactly what it was. And he said, yep, you're going to relax and just kind of chill out over here. So I thought, okay, great. So I put the book away and I sat down in the chair and then that chair reclined back. It reclined back so far that my feet were just a tiny bit above where my hips are. And then there was a blanket too to cover up with. And then the lights turned down and there was music in there, the sound of an ocean. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I fell into this deep, deep sleep. And after the 45 minutes, I kind of, I felt like I was just a new person. It, it kind of felt like I was in there and had an entire night of really, really good sleep. And so for me, the benefit was just major, major stress relief. And that, I, I recognize that feeling. It's it's because I don't feel that every day. It's the feeling that I get when I go on vacation and it's day one, it's day two, and by about day three, that's when my body finally relaxes and I have that feeling. And here in the salt cave, it happened in just the 45 minutes. So, um, And then that night, I slept better than ever. And I decided I'm going to go the next day, and I had the same relaxation response. And guess what? Today at 3 o'clock central time i'm going to be going there again can you tell i really like this place Uh (laughs) doesn't it sound good it It sounds great um how often would you i mean you're going every single day how often would you recommend going if someone had you know asthma or sleep apnea or something like that you know i'm clearly not an expert on the salt caves but what they recommend is that if you have one of these conditions that you give it a try at least six times and what this man who owns the salt caves here in Minneapolis said is that you would go in there and usually people don't go every day, but they might go once a week or they might go every three days. It's going to be individual for people. And, um, but he said that between six and 12 sessions, you need to go if you're going to try and make a dent in any of those kind of conditions that you wouldn't expect that those conditions just reverse instantly. However, you could expect that if you have kind of mild sinus congestion, that you should feel a difference right away your first Mm. time. Mm. So it's going to be really individual for people, but you just don't want to have these expectations that going once is going to reverse all of your problems. And Madeline, you tried it too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I went yesterday for the first time and it was... I mean, you had already told me what to expect, but it was even better than I expected. I got in there and the owner, he said, now this is going to be a 45-minute vacation, everybody. So (laughs) you need to just let go of everything that you're doing and everything that you're thinking about in your life. And I thought, oh, great. You know, that's nice to have, uh, you know, permission and allowance to do that right now. And as soon as those lights turned down and the salt started filtering through the air, I don't think I had one thought and I was I was drifting in and out of sleep but it was just absolutely incredible how peaceful I felt and how I just felt like I was being wrapped up in a big blanket of 
ease. I don't, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. It was just so, so comfortable and relaxing and soothing. And when I left, you know, I felt quite energized. I was a little bit afraid that I would be sluggish afterwards, but I was quite energized when I left and I felt like I had the essence of that salt cave kind of inside of me for the rest of the day. Like really peaceful, really grounded. And that's, I mean, if I could go every day, I would. It was, mm-hmm. it was incredible. That sounds really great. How does it work? Do you have to make an appointment to go and do they charge an admission or can you just show up? Because I want to go now. (laughs) Yeah, they do charge because it's a business. So, of Mm -hmm. course, they're going to be charging you. And um, uh, this place charges $30 for a single session, but you can get packages and you can get unlimited months, like just go as much as you want for a certain fee. But you just go on their website. And I think this website is, um, I think it's the Salt Caves, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota or Salt mm-hmm. and anywhere that you are, um, I'm going to be traveling to Orange County next week, so I, I, of course, I'm already looking ahead, so I just Googled Salt Caves in Orange County, and I found that they have one there, so any, and any people can just Google that, and hopefully you live in a place that has one nearby, so. And this one in Minnesota, um, it's you. You can have up to six people in the cave for the forty-five minutes, and it's pretty. Um, it's pretty small, so it's you know you would want to reserve your spot, especially if you're going to be going you know mm-hmm. all the time. You don't mm-hmm. want to just show up, right? Yeah, you re- you reserve a spot online, or you just call the place. Yeah. yeah, and I, I highly good. recommend it for everyone, actually, as in really who is not dealing with stress and who is not dealing with toxins. And so, you know, and, and if you find that you can't find one in your area, maybe how about this? Maybe consider starting your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There oh. we go. <laughs> well, we would like to welcome Shannon to our show today. We have Shannon Potter, if you've noticed a different voice uh, on, on, on our radio show today. We have Shannon as a special guest. And Shannon is an Iyengar yoga teacher and she has over 20 years experience with Iyengar yoga. And she's also an artist specializing in sculpture. And Shannon, what, what type of sculpture did you call that again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Janie. Hello, everyone. Uh, I would call it abstract wall relief. So they're fairly large, consisting of wood and metal, and they hang on the wall. Mm-hmm. So abstract yep. wall reliefs is what I had said. Abstract wall reliefs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and now the reason that we have Shannon on our show today is because she is what I would call a regular person. So she's not a healthcare professional. She's not a nutrition specialist. She's just like most everyone out there, maybe just like you, with a busy life, two careers, and maybe not a lot of extra time to cook or to study nutrition. And Shannon is somebody who really takes charge of her life. And if you get to know Shannon, she's the no-nonsense kind of person. She's very, very <laughs> likable, right? Don't you? Shannon, oh, yeah. Yeah. You are, you're like, laughing. No nonsense. Yes. I am yeah, no she, nonsense. I've been yeah. described as that before. Yep, yep. And she's very, very likable. And she just says it like it is. And she doesn't do a lot of hemming and hawing or fooling around. And she certainly doesn't make excuses. And in fact, I often hear people talk about how they're not motivated to make lifestyle changes. And other people talk about how it's just too hard or it's too complicated. And, you know, from knowing Shannon, she would never say things like that. 
And other people, they simply don't want to try because they don't want to give up a certain food. And in, in these conversations with people, I find out that usually these foods are something like a piece of toast in the morning or maybe bread with dinner or sandwiches. And I notice that these foods seem to have an incredible pull on so many people. And those people don't even want to have a conversation about it. It's kind of like it's a no-talk, non-negotiable subject. And what I notice is the tremendous pull that the foods have on these people. And unfortunately, oftentimes people think that it's the flavor of the food that they like and that they're not realizing that those foods are playing instead with their brain chemistry as if those foods are now in the driver's seat. So I ask you, who is in charge of your life? Is it Doritos? Now, maybe you need to take a step back and ponder what your life would be like if you were in charge. If you could make good decisions for yourself, what could you accomplish? What kind of person would you be? And who would you be? Would you be an entirely different person if you got to decide what you put in your mouth and how you choose to live? At some point, we just must realize that the foods that we have available for us today take that power away from us. They play with our brain chemistry and they make us eat foods that we would never choose. Not only that, they make it so you cannot stop eating those foods. And that leads to more trouble. Lack of good nutrition, first off, it's two things. First, it doesn't give you the nutrients that you need. But... It also depletes the nutrients that you already have. And that leads to depression, anxiety, and lack of focus and concentration. And you might be thinking, well, I don't have depression. I don't have anxiety. But if you're one of those people that says, I just can't get motivated, or I just don't want to do that, you know, maybe you don't have clinical depression or clinical anxiety, but so many people walk around today with subclinical depression and anxiety and this rampant lack of focus and concentration. And the thing is, is that it's going on day in and day out in one year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years until you just feel that that's part of your personality and you're not thinking, oh, I'm dealing with depression. And it doesn't really even matter what we call it. What it is, is it's an altered brain chemistry that doesn't allow you to be in charge of the choices that you're making. And instead we have the foods that we have available to us today, those are what's in charge and those are driving you with your lifestyle and your food choices. And if you're dealing with that with the, with the altered brain chemistry, of course you would not feel motivated to lead a good, healthy lifestyle. And if this is you, I'm going to just challenge you not to wait until you feel motivated. Your brain chemistry is actually not supporting you to feel motivated at this point. And instead, start by improving the nutrients that are delivered to your cells. So I'm going to just say that again. Start by improving the nutrients that are delivered to your cells. So imagine if you're living on this diet of processed foods and a lot of sugar and damaged fats, you don't have the nutrition that you need in your body. So it's not supporting your body. It's not supporting your brain chemistry. And so what I'm going to suggest is that you start by bringing those nutrients into your body. 
And one of the things that we use here is dynamic greens, simply because people that live on sugar and processed foods often don't like the taste of vegetables. And then their life becomes miserable when they say, I don't want to eat the broccoli, I don't like asparagus or green beans, and I don't like salads. And so that's why we use that tool of dynamic greens, because for most everybody, Dynamic greens taste really, really good, and it's a way to get some concentrated vegetable nutrients into your cells. So if you love vegetables, we suggest definitely go ahead and start loading up on those. But for those of you who that does not sound appealing, we suggest starting with dynamic greens. And you're going to start to feed your body, and your cells are going to start to get those nutrients inside the cell and you're also going to start hydrating your body. And you'll find little by little, or for some people it's actually very drastic of a change, you're going to start to feel more energy and you're going to start to feel better about yourself. And some of those brain chemistry changes might just start to drop off for you and maybe you start to feel a tiny bit of motivation. So we think of taking it just a step at a time and the first step being bringing the hydration and bringing the nutrition into your body. And another one that we enjoy here is actually the sunshine, even though we're very, very cold. There's sunshine here. Get sun in your eyes. Okay, if you have a light book or any other sort of light, then use that. But get the sun in your eyes. That's going to actually change your brain chemistry. Get yourself outside. And I know I talk about the weather here a lot, but, you know, it really has been challenging. Sometimes, like this morning, it's 10 below. But, you know, I come in to teach class, and I've already talked to a few people who have been outside walking their dogs. So you just, we have great clothing. Get that on. Put on the layers. Get outside. Even if it's for 10 minutes, get out and breathe the fresh air and move around and start supporting your body and you will start to notice that you feel better. In the beginning, you won't feel motivated. But remember, don't wait for the motivation in order to start getting started on something. Well, it looks like it's time to take a break. So remember, everybody, we are taking callers today. Call the number at one 472 5792 And you can also email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller. We'll help you with the facts, 
planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie and our special guest, Shannon. So remember, everybody, we want to hear your comments and your questions about making lifestyle changes that support your health. And we want to know what works for you. What challenges do you experience now? Let's continue our discussion. Yeah, so Shannon, let's just bring you front and center here. Yes. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention too before we we really get into that is I mentioned Shannon is an Iyengar yoga teacher, and I'm just going to guess that a lot of people out there aren't exactly sure what Iyengar yoga is, but it's it's a great type of yoga where you use these props like blocks and blankets and straps and chairs and all kinds of things in order to help you get deeper into the poses and. And it's an ideal form of yoga for people who want to have a lot of instruction. And it's a great form of yoga for anybody who's feeling really stiff. Like if you think, oh, I wouldn't do yoga because I'm just not flexible. You know, all those bendy gumby people go to yoga and I'm all stiff. Well, Iyengar yoga is actually ideal for you because it, it really helps you to get into the poses by the use of all of these props. And... Um, Shannon teaches the Iyengar yoga here at our studio, and we're so glad that she's here. So, Shannon, thanks so much for joining our show. And you're somebody who really takes charge of your life. I'm just wondering, have you always been like that? Yeah. Hi, Jeannie. I'm happy to be here. Um, No, I wasn't. You know, I was raised in um, suburban Minnesota, and I ate a lot of sugar growing up. Oh, really? Where where, where did you grow up? Um, Actually, in a little tiny town called Dayton, which is northwestern suburb. Uh And I did eat a lot of sugar. Uh, It was a reward. You know, sugar Uh was always a reward. And, uh, you know, I drank a lot of milk and a lot of meat. You mean like candy? Candy. Candy all the time. Uh Uh-huh. and I was always kind of sluggish, not really present, you know, really kind of tired. Um, but early in my 20s, my diet started changing, going to college and just experiencing new food. And, um, you know, I realized at one point that if I didn't take some changes in my diet, nothing was going to, nothing was going to change. I was just going to feel like that forever because I wasn't taking a risk or experimenting at all. And so I started experimenting with my diet and, you know, yoga was a huge shift in my life and I just started feeling better. So, yeah, I did. There was a, there was a pivotal point when I started taking charge, but it was late. It was later in life. It was um, moving to the city. So I'm just wondering um, when you said that you felt a little bit unfocused and sluggish, how how did you know that that might be connected to the food that you were eating? I w- I didn't really know that, um, but I noticed when I felt when I ate certain food, I I just didn't feel very well. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and like the cravings, you know, and the cravings, I always felt like, you know, a dog running after a bone or something, you know, and the way the brain would work with cravings. And I had used to drink so much coffee, you know, being in college of where I felt like I was constantly riding this roller coaster going up and down and up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was some of it was quite clear. And what kind of foods did you crave? Um, it was almost always sugar. It was sugar and caffeine, um, bread, bread, cheese, um, heavy, you know, heavy, heavy uh, carbohydrates and sugar. Did you eat a lot of vegetables? No. Uh, at most, I'd eat like some fruit, which also had sugar. Um, and the vegetables I craved also had sugar, you know, carrots, um, beets, things like that. So why didn't you eat the vegetables? Did they not taste good or, or what was that about? Well, you know, I, I love my mother dearly, but cooking was not her specialty. So a lot of things came out of the can. <laughs> I like canned green beans. Canned green beans, canned corn. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay. um, so that was kind of yeah. your idea of vegetables. Like you just that thought that's it. what they taste like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it, so was that when you were in college that you started to change your food, or was that later? It was when I was in college. I worked at um, several different Asian restaurants, and Asian diets have a lot of vegetables in them. And uh-huh. so, I remember there was a time of where I wondered what broccoli tasted like, <laughs> <laughs> and I approached food with a uh, curiosity. And I had a lot of Asian friends and. Peppers and I, you know, all of a sudden green peppers and red peppers became really sweet to me, you know, and so I eased myself into like the sweeter vegetables and the colorful vegetables, but it was kind of a curiosity in the beginning. Uh huh. And like while you were having the vegetables, were you still having the cravings for the, the caffeine and the sugar? I was because it was, I was adding it, but I wasn't removing anything. Okay. You know, and then it was about five years ago. I mean, I, you know, I gradually became healthier throughout time. But about five years ago, a good friend of mine had done something called an elimination diet. Mm-hmm. And he was always, you know, he had a garden in his backyard and he was very healthy and did yoga and so forth. But I saw him after he did this elimination diet and his eyes were really clear and he had all of this energy and so he told me about it, and it was a three-week cleanse. And I'd done, you know, I'd done other cleanses, like much more severe, you know, the the lemon juice, the cayenne pepper, and I experimented with cleanses before. But it was, it was always a struggle. It never felt really great. Um, mm-hmm. But the elimination diet consisted of eliminating soy and corn and caffeine, alcohol, red meat, um, gluten. Um, any carbonated drink, sugar, and I would have a smoothie in the morning, a smoothie in the afternoon, and then one main meal, and 12 hours between the last smoothie and the smoothie of the next morning, and it goes on for three weeks. So what was so what was in your smoothie? Like maybe not exactly, but like what, what was that vegetables or was there any protein or what was it? Oh, there were a lot of things. I would vary it. Um, there was always some type of green, either kale or spinach. And a protein powder with very, very low or no sugar. And I would add uh, stevia for a sweetener. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I added anything, I would add like an unsweetened coconut milk or an unsweetened almond milk. Mm-hmm. And then I would add sometimes avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes nuts. I would sprout almonds. Um, mm-hmm. And then what was your meal that you had? 
Well, it would vary. I often would have uh, fish and greens, or fish and quinoa, or you know, yeah, it was a lot of it was a lot of fish. So some type of protein and some type of and then vegetables. So uh, cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, onions, garlic. Mm-hmm. I could have a lo- I could have a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then you had that for three weeks. I did that for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And how'd that go? Well, you know, in the beginning, I don't know, I felt worse. And so I think there's a there's a detoxifying period. And so I felt really, really tired. But at the, the benefit of that is that I slept really well at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I was hungry a lot in the beginning. And then it all passed. And then all of a sudden, I felt stronger. I felt lighter. I felt focused. I had energy. Um it it took about four or five days before I was in the clear, though. Mm-hmm. And, and then, my, okay. my palate changed, too. You know, everything, it was really interesting how sweet things became. And my sense of smell became really acute. I became really sensitive to smells. So the main things for you taking out were the, taking out sugar, taking out processed foods, taking out soy. What about eggs? Um, actually they, they do not, they do not recommend that you have eggs for those three weeks. But when I reintroduced, reintroduced eggs, I did have a problem. The big one for me on that cleanse was gluten. Uh huh. And so when I reintroduced gluten, I had an immediate headache and I didn't realize I had a gluten problem because I've had bread my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then what, then, then from that moment, did you never have gluten again or how'd that go for you? Oh, of course not. I would, I would experiment. You know, you go out to dinner, there's a basket of bread and it's warm and there's butter, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would experiment and then I would feel lousy again. So, um, and for you feeling lousy, was it always a headache or did you have different symptoms? Headache was the, headache was the most prominent symptom. But uh-huh. if I had an excessive amount of gluten of where I felt like I could maybe take a little more chance or I felt like it wasn't really going to affect me, I would have terrible indigestion. Um, I would be sick to my stomach in addition. You mean to like headache. reflux? Did you have reflux or it just felt like you couldn't digest the food? I felt like I couldn't digest the food. I didn't have reflux. I just felt like I, my stomach was in nuts. Uh huh. The next morning, later that night, in addition to having a headache, usually for about a day. So it seems kind of common that when people find out that they they don't respond well to a food, that they keep trying it a number of times. And it sounds like that's kind of what you went through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Was there ever a time when you said, "Okay, you know what? I think I know now for sure. I think I'm done with this." Yes. Or do you still keep having it? No. <laughs> it's not worth it. No. <laughs> so like, so how did that transfer from keep on trying it and experimenting just to make sure that you really have a problem to laughing about, of course you don't have it? Well, like, Is there one time when you decided, you know what, I'm tired of fooling around with this or what, how, how did that happen? Well, you know, I've had to do that elimination diet. I still do it. And say I mostly eat like that most of the most of the time all the year, but I keep returning to it just to cleanse myself. But I feel that um it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And it's just I just don't like to feel sick. So why would I consume something that's going to make me ill? It just mm-hmm. doesn't it does not make sense. And now from after doing the elimination diet, 
are you different from what you were explaining before when you said that you had kind of you were sluggish and you had a little bit of brain fog and lack of concentration? Is that something that's improved? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm much more alert. Um, I feel like I um, I feel like I'm stronger mm-hmm. and I feel like I have more energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't I don't have that roller coaster. I don't have that roller coaster effect anymore. I feel like I'm just I'm just steady. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just, you know, of course there's, you know, there's ups and there's downs, but they're not so severe. You know, they're they're pretty minor. Mhm. And now you had mentioned that in college you were drinking a lot of coffee. Now, do you drink coffee now? Well, <laughs> I had stopped as part of the elimination diet, and I was just drinking green tea, which I still drink. And then you had introduced me to um, Organo uh, Gold, and I hadn't had coffee for so long. And then I started drinking it, and it's so delicious. And I do drink it, but it's the only coffee that I drink. And I noticed that sometimes I'm sore just from, you know, doing yoga and teaching and so forth. And I find that when I drink this coffee, it actually helps with my sore muscles. So because hmm. uh, of the, the mushrooms in it, the, the, the coffee that Shannon's talking about has the Ganoderma mushrooms in it. And Ganoderma is a mushroom that Asian people have been using for thousands of years for numerous health benefits. And it's fused with Brazilian coffee. That's the coffee that she's talking about. And so, um, actually, I wasn't really aware that you weren't drinking coffee. And then, so when you tried this coffee, it didn't give you the same type of feeling as your old coffee. Is that right? Or Well, it's different. You know, it's different. I mean, I don't feel like that, that big buzz. And it's funny because the aftertaste, it just feels cleaner in my body. Mm-hmm. It's not such a shock to my system. It feels smoother. It feels cleaner. And I don't crash. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's a mm-hmm. big difference. So it sounds like you kind of grew up as a youngster, um, kind of up and down, up and down, maybe crashing and burning. And that's not happening for you now. Right. Okay. So you must be a lot happier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's why you're a no nonsense person. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think I I think I came like that, but <laughs> uh-huh. now I was talking to you about six weeks ago, and I just have to tell our listeners, Shannon also travels, or she did. I don't think you do this anymore. I'm not sure. She worked for a company doing decorative painting in interiors and traveled throughout the world doing that. And so she was on the road traveling a lot. And we were having a conversation maybe six weeks ago. And I just was amazed at how Shannon travels. And Shannon, do you want to tr- share some of what, what your life traveling is like? Yeah, um, I do travel. I still do it, just not as often, um, with the company. And we travel to major urban areas, painting, doing decorative work in retail stores. And I found after doing this, because I was traveling about two weeks a month, that I just, every time I came home, I just felt just bloated and just like there's this whole extra layer to me that I was just uncomfortable in my skin again. And I realized it was all because we were eating in restaurants. We were eating in restaurants, you know, two, three times a day. I mean, even if I was eating a salad or something light, I was still absorbing um, the oils. And so what I started doing was um, traveling with a lot more supplies to keep me healthy. So the Dynamic Greens are really, really useful. So I travel with the Dynamic Greens. And I also travel with a really tiny little blender. 
and I travel with protein powders. And I'm which an urban- one is that? Which, which blender do you have that works for you when you travel? I don't remember the name of it. I mean, I have the Vitamix at home, but I have a. I don't remember the name. It's just a okay. little tiny great blender, and it chops up ice really well. And, and it, it just goes in your suitcase. Well, actually, because I travel with my yoga mat, I usually wrap my yoga mat around it. <laughs> well, there we go. And put it in my yoga bag because it's tiny. It, you know, the okay, top wow. serves as a drinking cup. Okay. Is it a magic bullet? It's not a bullet. Okay. I'll look it up and I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Um, but it works really well. And so I wrap it up in my yoga in my yoga mat and put it in my yoga bag. And then I travel with that. And inside that I put, you know, I, I travel with some warrior protein, like the little travel packets and dyna- dynamic greens. And then I travel with my light book to help with jet lag. <laughs> so let's just back yeah. up a second. So you actually make a, like, is it a mini shake? Yes. Or is it like a full regular shake? Um, I fill it. So it's like maybe it's like 16 ounces. And so, you know, I'll maybe have that for breakfast and for lunch. I take and it. What, with what do you put in there? Um, you said the, you put the protein in there. What else do you put in there? I put protein in there. Sometimes I put seeds. I'll bring, I sometimes bring almonds, like sprouted almonds from home. Um, I also put dynamic greens in there sometimes. And then I'll go, I'll find, usually there's a Whole Foods wherever I am. I'm usually in major urban areas. Now, I'll find I thought a, you said that you actually sprout your almonds in your hotel room. I've done that before, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how long I'm away for. If I'm there for you know more than four or five days, I do. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you make your soleil in the hotel room? Sometimes I do. I've done that in a couple trips, but it, once again, it depends on how long the trip is going to be, but I have done that too. And I do travel with the Himalayan salts mm-hmm. too. Okay, so go back to your shakes. So sometimes you put in some sprouted almonds, you put in the protein powder. What else do you put in there? Greens, always, always some type of green. So baby kale or regular kale or spinach. So uh, that's what you find at a local store like Whole Foods or if you can mm-hmm. find a co-op and then do you put it in the hotel fridge? Yeah. Like in I your always- hotel room? Yeah, and actually, they they kind of make fun of me because I call the hotel before I get there to make sure that I have a refrigerator. Because if I wait till I get to the desk, they usually don't have one, so I always call beforehand. Okay, <laughs> good good tip. Yeah. So yeah, I put in greens. Um, sometimes I put in avocado. I put in nuts, and then like I find like the protein powder, and then I'll find an unsweetened coconut milk or an unsweetened almond milk, and then I find well, a store and get a really large like a gallon or two of clean water, purified Shannon, water. Shannon, time for a break. We're just going to butt right in here. It's time for a break, and we'll be right back. Got it. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Ready for in-your-face, smash-mouth talk? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them, or just don't think it's the way to go? You're not going to be shy here. Tune into Anything Goes, featuring Ike Mega Griffin. He's got the facts to back up the talk, and invites you to join him every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, just before the weekend, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Mega tells it like it is. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie, and we have our special guest, Shannon. And before the break, we were discussing Shannon's special travel shakes. Yes, so Shannon, with your travel shake, you were mentioning you have protein in there, you have some greens like kale, and you have some sprouted almonds maybe in there. And then do you put water in there, or are you using something like almond milk or coconut milk? Yeah, either or, you know, depends on what's available. I mean, I will get almond milk or coconut milk if I can find it unsweetened, but sometimes I can only just find the really sugary stuff, so I just skip it, and then I Mm -hmm. stick with water, and then if I want a flavor, you know, I really like the dynamic greens, so I'll add like, you know, a scoop or two of dynamic greens to add. Like Um, which one? The chocolate or I like the berry. I like the berry. Oh, do you? Yeah, which of course is green, and it's kind of sweeter, and it, it... it, I don't know. I like it. It's and it's. It, I don't know. It, tra- it attracts a lot of attention on the job site when I add it to a water bottle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and <laughs> everyone so why, what it is? Pardon? Yeah. What do they say? Do the, do people wonder what it is? Or what yeah, is they want to smell it. They want to smell it because it's green. They want to shake it up. <laughs> uh-huh. And then when they smell it, what do they say? They're surprised. They're surprised. They're su- you mean that because they think it's going to smell bad. I think it's going to smell bad, and then sometimes I'll have them taste it, and they're surprised at how sweet it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, now, when you make the shake, is that do you have that for breakfast, and do you have that in your room, or do you take that along to the job? Both. Um, so I'm usually, I will make it, I'll make it the morning of, I'll put some ice in it too sometimes. So it lasts a little bit longer and the blender that I have, the top portion, it just comes off and there's a, it's like a travel cup. Okay. So I'll, you know, depends on how hungry I am. So I'll start drinking it usually in the room and I'll have my, um, you know, the organ, organo coffee and then I'll take whatever's left over to the job site. Cause okay. I usually can't drink it all. It's usually too much to drink in one, at once. Okay, and now you mentioned, do you do the soleil when you travel? I do sometimes. You know, I know it. You know, it takes a couple of days for it to set up, and so it depends on how long I'm going to be there. I do have the rocks at home, and I have done that before. Okay, and just so people know, you might be wondering, what is this soleil? That's just a super saturated salt solution. Uh, we talked about the salt caves before, so this would actually be the same type of salt that's in the salt cave. And you just, and Shannon mentioned the rocks. They're going to be these big chunks of salt that all you do, everybody can just do this on their own. It's simple. You just get a glass jar and put 
some of those Himalayan salt rocks down in the bottom of the jar and use some sort of clean filtered water, cover the rocks, and you can even cover it all the way up to the top of the jar. And then you wait for those salt stones to dissolve. And it takes about 48 hours for them to completely dissolve. And then what you have is a great super saturated solution of Himalayan salt. And how you use it is you just take one teaspoon of that solution and then put it in eight ounces of water and drink that down first thing in the morning. And that gives a nice little supply of minerals to your body and some hydration. It helps to draw the water right inside of your cells instead of leaving it on the outside. So it helps um, improve your energy and most people can feel the difference right away. So that's something that normally people would just do at home and you just have that sitting in your kitchen and take that glass of it every morning. But someone like Shannon, she's just such a go-getter and she travels a lot. She actually just makes that stuff on the road. And so you would have your soleil. And then we've heard about the sprouting almonds. Do you, do you, if you do the sprouted almonds, do you buy those locally where you're traveling or do you bring them with you? I've done both. You know, mm-hmm. if there's a Whole Foods and sometimes there's a co-op, so I can sometimes buy raw almonds, especially if I'm in California, and then I buy a gallon or two of, you know, purified clean water, and then I use that. Mm-hmm. And there's always, you know, I use like a little cup or usually hotel rooms have little bowls and uh-huh. cover them and just soak them for a couple of days. Yeah, so what Shannon's talking about is soaking nuts, and she's talking specifically about almonds. And this is another thing that you can do at home. You certainly can do it traveling as well. But you would take some sort of raw nuts like almonds and just cover those with water. So if you're going to do it at home, you usually would get out a great big pan and put the nuts in there, cover them up with water. Um, it can be, it, you, you can't use too much water, So, but you can use too little because the almonds will swell up and then there's no water in there. So you want plenty of water. And then about 12 or 24 hours later, you need to dump the water off. And it usually looks kind of grungy, a little bit black or gray with some debris in it and rinse through the almonds. And what you've done is what's called sprouting and sprouting sounds like these green things are growing out of it but um, that would happen if you left them in the water for a long long time but what we're doing here there's two reasons why you would sprout almonds Uh, once they get in the water that gives them a message that it's time to grow and so it activates these enzymes in the raw nuts and when you eat the nuts then you have these great activated enzymes that actually help to digest the nuts themselves and so for a lot of people if you have trouble digesting nuts this makes them more digestible and even if you don't have trouble with the digestion it gives you many many more nutrients from the nuts when those enzymes are activated and the other thing that it does from soaking is it um, makes it so that those phytates or phytic acid, which mm-hmm. is kind of called an anti-nutrient, you're removing that when you soak the nuts. And all of that happens because the nuts are dormant. It's not time for them to grow and um, they kind of shut down. So when you put them in the water like this and sprout them, it makes them much more nutrient dense and digestible. So we really suggest anybody eating nuts, first off, eats the raw nuts and then take those and sprout them. And you do a great big batch at home, but Shannon just does these right in the hotel room. You can just take a handful of them and put them in some water and sprout them overnight or for whatever, 24 hours, rinse them off and and then you have your nuts and you can either eat those wet 
or you can just leave those to dry out. But they're actually quite delicious, don't you think, Shannon? They are delicious, and I also throw them in my shakes once they're sprouted. Mm -hmm. So, And it makes them a lot softer. They're easier to eat, Mm -hmm. and they become actually sweeter, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what other tricks do you have? Anything else you do when you're traveling? Well, the uh, the light book has been really helpful because I'm traveling to different time zones. Um, so that helps a lot. So I, usually it takes me a day or two uh, prior to using the light book just to adjust to jet lag and new time zones. So that's been really, really helpful, you know, going to a new city as well as returning home. Mm-hmm. So how fast does your jet lag last then when, I don't, since you've been using the light book? I don't feel it. I don't, I don't feel all. it anymore. No. Right. So it just resets you right away. It resets me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, Madeline, when you travel, I hear that you travel with a crock pot. Is that right? Yes, I do. So <laughs> they uh, they make crock pots that are kind of small and uh, like enough that you could have like maybe a meal for like two or three meals, like that that small. And I bring one of those in my suitcase. I set it up in the hotel and I'm just like Shannon where I call before and make sure that they have a fridge. That's really important that they have a fridge in the room for me. So I've already set that up. I've also already looked online to find where the closest grocery stores are. So as soon as I land, I go to the grocery store before I go to the hotel. I pick up um, some kind of like beef roast or a chicken or some some kind of meat that I can put in the crock pot and um, get uh, vegetables to make salad or like raw vegetables. Maybe like if I'm going to eat raw broccoli and cauliflower, those types of things that I can easily keep in the fridge. So I so get all my... like spinach? Do you get spinach? Yeah, I would get spinach to make a nice spinach salad and some sprouts. I would get some olives, if they have an olive bar, avocado, peppers, uh, all those kinds of Maybe things. Maybe pea pods. Pea pods, for sure. Those are really good. And then I also pick up a little tiny jar of olive oil for my salad, and I either buy this there or I bring it from home, some seasonings to sprinkle on my salad. And I've already brought my Himalayan salt also. So I have my list that I usually make before I go on the trip. I get off the airplane, I go to the grocery store, I pick up my meat, I pick up the ingredients for my salad, and I'll also pick up some, um, like those bowls that you get at the salad bar, just the containers. I'll get like three or four of those, depending on how many days I'm there for, because typically they don't have things like that just in the room. You know, they're not easy, easily accessible. Or if I'm at a conference, I like to actually bring my food to the conference. So I pick up those. I've got all my supplies. I have my forks and knives and napkins and everything. And then I go to the hotel room, and the first thing that I do is I put the beef or the chicken, whatever it is, into the crock pot with about an inch of water, and I just turn it on low. And if the meat is, uh, if it's not frozen already, it takes about 12 hours. So I plan to have that for breakfast or whatever. It's going to be ready then. If it's already frozen, it takes a little bit longer. So I always try to get meat that is defrosted already. And then um, it's very easy to just make a salad right there in the room at the desk or whatever in the hotel room. You get out your spinach, cut up the avocado, get you know, take some pieces of chicken or beef from the crock pot, and all those really good drippings, they go well on the salad as well. Just a little bit of the drippings with the olive oil, with the Himalayan salt and the seasonings. 
and it works really well. It, it, it's the type of food that I already eat when I'm at home anyways. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to be able to travel and actually feel good. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody who says that when they travel, they just feel tip-top shape and they just feel great. From What I hear from people is is that they feel kind of sluggish and what Shannon was explaining before, kind of puffy. And um, it takes you a while once you either get home or to your destination to just feel a little bit better with it. And these kinds of things that Madeline and Shannon have been talking about, they might sound like, um, wow, I can't believe you go through that much trouble and that would never work for me. And I think that if, if someone told them these types of things, maybe what, five or 10 years ago, they might have said the same thing. But um, I'm just going to ask either one of them now, Shannon or Madeline, is this, is this difficult for you or how, is it easy? What is it like? Well, for me, it's it's not difficult at all because when I think about what I would feel like if I were to just eat at restaurants or get room service, and I think about how I would feel when I get home from my trip or even you know how sluggish I would feel while I'm trying to enjoy my trip, that sounds way more exhausting than just putting some meat into the crock pot mm-hmm. or just packing that in my suitcase. It's very simple. Um, but it sounds complex before you put it into action. And Shannon, what about you? Yeah, I have a routine down, so it's really simple. I know how to pack, and I go to the grocery store right away, first day if I can. I'm traveling with people usually. But otherwise, I just have stuff that I can use for the first day. But I feel so much better doing it this way. And actually, it's cheaper, and I don't have that long recovery time when I come home. Now, I can imagine way. that there might be a time-saving component. Do either of you find that? Or, I mean, because maybe you're not having to look now for where you're going to get your next meal. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very nice to be able to just have your breakfast in your room and then have, pack your lunch and bring that wherever you're going. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really satisfying. Mm-hmm. And Madeline and I were in Southern California in August at a fitness conference, and we traveled like this. We had the crock pot going in the room and the whole thing. And just to mention about that, if you set up like this, you might want to put that note outside your room to not have maid service. So, you know, you can decide on how that works for you. But um, that seemed to work better when we were traveling. And um, we went to the fitness conference. It was a great big one in L.A. at that huge conference center. There were over 5,000 people there. And we just brought our salads. And it was very simple because we'd go to the conference all morning. And when it was time to eat, we'd just sit down and eat eat our meal. And it had this great beef or chicken on it. I mean, like really amazing taste. This was not like for lack of taste. And we had so many people come up one by one with this look on their face, where did you get that? (laughs) And you could just see they were hungry and they were famished. They were tired out and there were lines everywhere for these fast food places to get food. And these were all fitness people. So they, they weren't really interested in the fast food, but that's really what was available. And we just thought, you know, while they're wandering around looking for food, we just have ours right here. It's less expensive, and it was really, really fast and easy to do. And so sometimes when we hear people say, oh, I don't have time for that, and it's, it, 
in the beginning, it's a little bit of a, of a time thing because you're not used to doing it. But what Shannon had mentioned, I get into my routine now, she said. So when she travels, she knows what to pack. It's actually very easy when you get on a roll with it. And, and something so- else that helps is if you already do those things at home. Like I already cook with the crock pot all the time. So I know how it works. I know exactly, you know, what type of meat works in there. And it, it would be a lot harder to try and do that in a hotel room if you had never used a crock pot before. Yeah, that yeah, definitely that, makes yeah, sense. When you, exactly. So when you travel, you probably don't want that to be your first time. Exactly. Just like making the sole. You want to get good at doing that when you're at home. Mm-hmm. And then you have all of that and then you just learn, this is how I can actually take this on the road. And for Shannon, I have something else for you. When you travel, you get to, you have all of these procedures and things that you're doing. <laughs> and guess what? Here's what else you can do. Look up if they have salt caves there. Ooh, and so, yeah. so you can go and have a little session in the salt cave and then you really feel great. That's a well, great it's idea. time to wrap up our show. Shannon, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, and everybody who's listening, we post each radio show at mybodybalancenutrition.com so you can go back and you can listen and you can let your friends and family know so they can learn along with you. I'm Lucy along with Madeline and Jeannie, and we'll talk again next Friday. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.